Monday. 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 Open wide, dev fans. Get ready to stuff your face with JavaScript, CSS, Node modules, barbecue tips, Git workflows, breakdancing, soft skills, web development, the hastiest, the craziest, the tastiest web development treats. Coming in hot, here is Wes, Barracuda, Boss, and Scott, El Toro Loco, Tolinsky. Welcome to Syntax. In this Monday hasty treat, we are going to be talking all about front-end frameworks and specifically why the heck you might need one. That's a question that comes up somewhat frequently is, hey, I don't even understand the purpose of front-end frameworks. I don't understand why I would absolutely ever need to use this when I'm perfectly happy in my current workflow. So we're going to be talking about sort of what they are, when you need one, when you don't need one, and well, maybe why just using something like jQuery isn't always a great option. So my name is Scott Talinsky. I'm a full-stack developer from Denver, Colorado. And with me, as always, is Wes Boss. Hey, everybody. How's it going, Wes? I'm doing good. Just got over uh, a huge week of sickness, yeah. which is uh, never fun, but I'm feeling much better and I'm excited to get into today's episode. Yeah, me too. And speaking of that, today's episode is sponsored by Stackbit. Yeah, so Stackbit sponsored uh, one of the past episodes and they're back for a couple more episodes. Um, and uh, Stackbit fits into a kind of an interesting place that is the Jamstack world. Jamstack is the JavaScript APIs in markup. And it's this idea that you can make a sort of statically generated website, but still make it interactive via JavaScript, right? And Stackbit is attempting to solve the problem that is themes for all of these different things. So there's lots of site generators out there, Gatsby, Hugo, Jekyll. We've got all these different headless CMSs, Contentful, Sanity, Forestry, Netlify CMS. And Stackbit is attempting to make themes that will work with all of them, which is kind of cool because usually you think, okay, I'm using WordPress, I need a WordPress theme, but uh, you can pretty much use these with all of the different options that are out there. They are currently in closed beta, but they are inviting Syntax listeners to come in, uh, try out the beta, which is pretty cool. I also saw on Twitter the other day, they were, I'm not sure if they're doing this again, but they gave away like a gift card to some of the listeners and, and some of our, our Syntax listeners got one, which is pretty cool. So some more things about Stack, but here they offer themes with modern web design that integrate into all the popular tools, generators, headless, headless CMSs, build deploy platforms. They are adding support for more tools on every sprint. And if you're currently using WordPress or you're new to Jamstack, you can build modern best practice websites without having to open the command line. So this is maybe a good spot to sort of get your feet wet with, wet with what the Jamstack is. So check it out at stackbit, S-T-A-C-K-B-I-T dot com forward slash syntax FM. Um, if you use that URL, you're going to be able to get into the beta. Thanks so much to Stackbit for sponsoring. Cool. So let's get into it a little bit here with the first thing we want to cover is sort of what is a framework a front end framework, I should say exactly anyways. I mean, what the heck are these things? And really what it is, is some sort of JavaScript platform that takes care of some of the things that you would typically do server side for you uh, and all in the hopes of making your code more organized. So for instance, a front end framework is typically going to do several things or at least help you along with some of them, uh, such as 
potentially routing, and maybe not the framework itself, but maybe libraries around the framework, uh, but routing, page rendering, data fetching, and, and these kind of things that an application, especially like a modern application, is going to need. So it, it takes care of all of those things, and it does it all within JavaScript, and it does so on the client side, not the server side. Well, not at the server side out of the box, I should say. <laughs> yeah, so some examples of these are the big ones right now. React, Angular, Vue, Ember, Backbone. There's plenty of them out there. They all cover different scopes of what they cover. React doesn't cover a whole lot. They don't have routing. They are kind of getting data fetching as suspense. We talked about that in a, a previous episode. Um, React is more focused on just rendering, and you sort of have to bring your own libraries that come along with it, whereas something like Angular is a little bit more uh, batteries included is the word we often say, and, and they're a little bit more opinionated as to how you handle these different things. So it's kind of like a weird area where they don't necessarily cover everything. But our, our hope today is to just explain to you why would you use one of these instead of just opening up a blank .html and .js file and, and go from scratch yourself. Yeah, and I should say there's going to be caveats throughout this entirely because all of these frameworks are not the same. You can't compare all of them because like you mentioned a minute ago, what they, they handle and the scope of what they do is all going to be different enough that you could say, okay, well, you can't say they all do routing, they all do rendering, whatever. They all do different things a little bit differently, and, and some are less opinionated than others. But at the end of the day, we're interacting with the DOM, and we're doing so with JavaScript. So when do you need one, and when do you not need one? Because, well, I don't think this is going to be controversial, but I, I tend to overreach for front-end frameworks personally, and that might just be because it's where I'm comfortable and other people may overreach on the other side. So it's certainly definitely a personal preferencing, but I think there's very real benefits to be made by using a front end framework most of the time. And of course, there's definitely going to be people who totally disagree with that. So first thing, when do you need one? Um, I think probably the, one of the biggest benefits that you get out of a, a JavaScript framework is the fact that uh, the link between your JavaScript data, so your variables, and, and when you put them into the DOM, when you put them inside of a span or a button or a div or something like that, that link isn't live by default. And one of the things I've taught many beginner JavaScript courses when people take it, they update a variable and they go, but why didn't the HTML update? Mm -hmm. It's interesting seeing people who don't have any experience in that because they just assume that you update a value and it should just update on the screen. By default, JavaScript doesn't do that. Of course, you can build things that can do this for you. And before you know it, you've built up your own framework. But uh, if a variable updates, you need to re-update the DOM and making a, using a framework makes this easy. I always remember just my first time ever using Angular. Me too. Oh my God. Going, oh, <laughs> because you have like a variable. And then you format that variable and then maybe you you add something to that variable and you have that variable like in like eight different spots throughout your page. And as soon as you update the variable once everywhere that variable was used, whether directly or indirectly, that piece of the page will re-render. And that is amazing that that, that, that works that way in, in Angular and React and all of these different frameworks. Yeah. And you could say what you want about, you know, global scope variables, but throwing things on the global scope to see the two way data binding in Angular was maybe like the most 
influential thing for me in terms of picking up a front end framework. Because when I and I saw that you put oh you put this on the scope and it just magically updates everywhere. Oh, you click a toggle box and you don't have to do anything and everything just does this for you. Wow. Like I remember being so impressed by that. <laughs> and of course, like as you go on, you realize that that's a terrible practice. But I think the initial wow factor of that e- example uh, that that Angular set out on their their homepage was really one of the the coolest things and most influential in terms of people being impressed by a front end framework when coming from something like jQuery. Another thing I really love about front end frameworks is that they allow for seamless routing and page transitions, things like that, where you are you click a link and it doesn't have to go off and fetch a whole nother page, do a full page refresh to grab that new thing when like half of your page might not be updating anyways. I remember there was this thing called PJAX. Do you remember PJAX? Yes. Yeah. So PJAX uh, was like an Ajax request where it replaced aspects of your site and didn't touch certain other aspects. And I remember the first time I used PJAX and my header stayed the same and only the body of my website changed. I remember being like, oh, I can do that. Holy cow. Uh, The whole website doesn't need to reload every page link. So front end frameworks, they can take care of your routing and, and page loading so that now you don't have a full-on new full page refresh every single time you grab a new page. And that allows for things like animated transitions between pages. And it opens up your application to not feel like a, a website anymore, but actually feel like an application or something uh, that you're used to using on your mobile phones where you click a thing and you know the whole mobile app doesn't refresh every time you go to a new page. That would be weird. Uh, so this definitely opens the door for having your things feel more app-like. Another reason you might need a framework is that you need an opinionated way to handle complexity. And I think this is probably why you like to reach for frameworks and and even more like framework frameworks, like things like Meteor, where it's it's even a step further yep. um, because it's opinionated and it says do it this way. And a lot of people want that because uh, otherwise you're just going to make a spaghetti mess out of all of the code that you write. And certainly I would do that as well. If if you gave me just an HTML page and a JavaScript file, I sure would write some awful JavaScript trying to, to make it work. So just like an example of something like this, like let's say you've got a shopping cart and you add an item to your shopping cart and then you send an event to the back end and then you update like the number of items that are in your shopping cart, like on a, in a div. And then you update that add to cart button or maybe you switch it to a remove from cart button. And there's a whole lot going on here. There's like this like data fetching to the back end and then there's this display level. Um, and often it's it's really easy to write code where like how it updates in the DOM. And this was a problem with a lot of jQuery is that the UI was so tightly bound to the functionality. And then as soon as you wanted to like change the UI or maybe like necessarily like take a piece of that Mm -hmm. out, it became very brittle and you found yourself just writing the same sort of function over again, but for a different part of the, the UI. Same thing with like event handlers. If you add an item to the cart and you need to switch it to the remove, they need to unbind the add to cart function and then rebind that button. And that stuff comes for free and it's very simple with a framework, whereas doing it yourself in just vanilla JavaScript can be a little bit difficult. Yeah, and there's definitely a a certain subset of developers who are going to hear the spaghetti code argument and they're going to say, I don't understand what that even means. Like, I don't understand spaghetti code. And to me, it feels like the same as the, the callback first promises sort of thing, where once you're in it, you know it because 
if you haven't experienced the spaghetti code thing of writing an application that needs to do a whole lot, and the next thing you know, you have a billion JavaScript functions and, and you're trying to maintain scope in your files and you're trying to maintain access between all of your different things, it becomes very real very quickly why you might need one of these things. And you might say, oh, I, I had no idea it would get this bad. But if you've never written code like that, that is that complex or needing to be that complex, then you might say, well, I don't have spaghetti code, so I don't see the benefit of preventing spaghetti code. But it's definitely one of those things that once you're in it, you're going to feel it and you're going to understand it. Now, this is going to be somewhat, I don't think this is going to be that controversial. This is going to be a little spicy bit here. But <laughs> but the, the spicy bit is that I have not built a site without a front end framework since learning Angular. And if that gives me enemies, then so be it. Because honestly, if you say you need a static site, I'm faster at building a Gatsby site than I am building just a straight up HTML site. Because once you account for things like CSS preprocessors and supporting old functionality, I'm just straight up faster with Gatsby. And the site that I produce is faster. And the experience for the user is better because I get things like preloading. I get things like front-end client-side routing rather than just straight-up page refreshes, and the sites are better. So, yeah, so be it. I, I pretty much picking up a front-end framework almost all the time now. Interesting. I've definitely built, I would say, 70% of my stuff, 80% of my stuff is done with frameworks, and then the other 20% is just with vanilla JavaScript. I am certainly don't shy away. I, I usually I will approach something with, can I build this with, with vanilla first? And then I'll say, OK, no, I'm going to run into these issues with whether it's data fetching or binding yep. or whatever. And then I'll, I'll reach for a framework. But if I am we talked about just side projects a couple of weeks ago, if I'm doing that, I've got a couple I've got a couple um, hours to kill. Definitely reaching for Next.js or Gatsby or something like that because of the, the just the quick quick prototyping the access to all of the different libraries that are out there making your life easier you're just faster i think i i am at least when i'm able to to reach for a framework you reach for all these different battle tested libraries that are done they've been checked for security they're in use in thousands of different websites they're done for they've been checked for perf they have all the little edge case bugs you don't have to find those bugs over and over again because they've already been found out Hopefully. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And there's that there's that old joke that's like you either build or you either use a front end framework or you end up building one yourself by the time you're done for the people who are like totally anti front end framework. I think all of these things, they start to fade away. You have some front end frameworks, one that we didn't mention at the uh, beginning, which we probably should have, which is Svelte. Svelte actually disappears as you use it when like it disappears at compile time. So uh, there's definitely options there for those of you who are thinking, well, I don't want that burden of all of that JavaScript coming down the line with the application because uh, there's certainly downsides to using front end framework. So let's get into when you don't need to use a front end framework. Now, I, I think you don't always need to use a front end framework if you're on a CMS based site like WordPress, Drupal, those sort of things. I've done a few WordPress headless sites now where I've used Gatsby on the front end and WordPress on the back end for clients. And let me tell you, it's not the smoothest experience. And it's at no fault of Gatsby React or any of that stuff. It's just that you you now have this disconnect where WordPress sort of has all the plugins. It makes it really easy to throw these plugins in here for benefits or detriments of the website. But the experience is a little bit different where everything just becomes a Tinge a little harder. Hosting, you got to have two hosting providers or set up the hosting in a more custom way. 
So there might mm-hmm. be, it might be beneficial for you to just pick up straight up WordPress or Drupal. That said, the site's probably going to be slower and feel slower as a result of it. I think you also don't need a, uh, a framework if you just need a small to medium amount of JavaScript. So whether maybe the website has a couple modals on it, maybe just a slideshow, maybe a form submit. So whether you're just coding those all from scratch or you're just reaching for a vanilla JavaScript library, I think that's totally fine. It might be unnecessary to load the entire framework over the line when you're just doing some very, very simple stuff where you're opening and closing, especially on like a hard refresh based websites where you go from one page to another. In that case, you almost never have to actually unlisten for for events, because when you go to another page, all those event listeners yeah. are lost and you don't have to clean up. That's just very much like the the jQuery days. So I think that there still are lots of lots of good websites like that. And, and honestly, if I was doing this, I would just write it in vanilla JavaScript. And then at a certain point, you probably realize, okay, this feature is getting a little bit uh, out of hand. I think I'll probably now convert it. And if you've written your your functions in such a nice way, you should be able to take your functions and move them into one of these frameworks because at the end of the day, it's trademarked just JavaScript, right? Yeah, just JavaScript. TM. So another one of these is going to be updating a new or an older project, right? So if you have a project that you've been given and let's say this thing is using jQuery already, or maybe it's just some code, I wouldn't necessarily, unless you have a decent budget for this, I wouldn't touch it to do a major rewrite into front end framework or anything like that. Unless of course you have a large budget, your client is asking for that kind of functionality or asking for that kind of thing, then you might want to look at something. But again, if it's just a WordPress site, you've been given the task of adding uh, some new CSS layer to it or something like that. Don't rewrite that in a front end framework. There's absolutely no reason to do that. All right. Last item we have here is something we've we've covered this before, and I actually saw it on Reddit yesterday, and it's kind of this done to death. But the the question is, why can't I just use jQuery? We have a whole episode on is jQuery dead? Yeah. And the answer is no, but it's it's retired and it's on vacation. It's down in Florida right now for March break. <laughs> <laughs> it's avoiding the, the spring break beaches over there. Yeah. Yes. So why can't you just use jQuery? Um, the browser has pretty much caught up with everything that jQuery can do. So it's not that jQuery got old. It's that the browser said, huh, that's a good idea. We should just do that in in vanilla JavaScript. So the DOM APIs that uh, jQuery provided are pretty much all available. There is a way to do everything that you could do in jQuery in vanilla JavaScript these days. So it's just not necessary to load it. If if you if you aren't reaching for a framework, I would just reach for vanilla JavaScript and that way you're going to get the quickest site load that you could possibly have. Yeah. And that at the end of the day is, is a big reason. But, you know, frameworks provide really a framework. It provides a way to do things. It provides just structure to your application. And like we said, with the spaghetti code thing, once you're in it and you have an application that becomes brittle and unmaintainable because of all the layers that have involved, the framework is going to provide you layers of things that you just don't have if you unless you're essentially writing your own way of doing a framework. It organizes your code. And as your project grows and grows and grows, you're probably going to need that level of organization. Yeah, I, I agree. Like I said this before, but I'll say it again. I don't think that I could write a really clean. There are people out there that have the very like approach to a project that they can 
do it in such a way that it's all clean and and you it's well thought out and it's designed beautifully. And I just don't think that I'm that good of a developer. I'd much rather just do it the React way or just be told what is the convention for uh, approaching and, and writing this type of code. Yeah, I don't really want to invent that stuff myself. I'd rather just somebody <laughs> tell me how to do it. Let me do it that way. All right. I think that's it for today. You have anything else to add? I don't have anything else to add. Again, uh, I think your opinions of this in terms of if you want to use a front end framework or not, it's all up to you. Whatever you're fast in, whatever you can build sites in, whatever you can produce something that is fulfills the needs of your client and makes everybody happy is what you want to use. And again, like I said, yeah. I am really fast with Gatsby now. I can build really fast, efficient sites with Gatsby. But if you can't, and you're better with something else, you know, pick up what you're good at, but maybe experiment with some of the stuff and see what maybe works for you in a different way. But this is why you might want to use a front end framework and why you need one in the first place. Awesome. Thanks for tuning in. We will catch you on Wednesday. Peace. Peace. Head on over to syntax.fm for a full archive of all of our shows. And don't forget to subscribe in your podcast player or drop a review if you like this show.